What's going on, everybody? My name is Jeremy Franchese. You are listening to First Floor Conversations, where the view at the top is only as good as the foundation which preserves it. Today, we're talking about Google and how they just changed everything for the American workforce. Happy Wednesday. Thank you for tuning into First Floor. I was looking forward to, to this topic when I saw the news break last week. Uh, but before we dive into Google and, and exactly what they just did last week that I think is going to change everything, uh, and for some reason is not getting a lot of attention. But before we dive in, a, a couple action items. First and foremost, uh, to everybody that responded over uh, the, the Instagram post I, I put out to kind of crowdsource the, the topic for this episode, thank you. We had we had submissions that ranged anywhere from um, you know the connection between between receiving payment and compensation direct to uh, productivity, m- most likely in loom of a lot of these new applications locally and and internationally, such as, I think it's called Earnin, things like uh, an ADP does something with PayActive, but more or less, it, it provides the means for employers to, excuse me, the employees to tap into wages that they've earned, but maybe haven't been garnished. So for example, you know, Monday through Wednesday, you worked three full days, you've earned three full days worth of pay, but maybe you don't get paid till Friday. There's a lot of innovation taking place in the financial space, in the payment space, how workers can access capital in, in their their due wages ahead of the time where it's truly garnished at payday. Uh, and, and that's an interesting question. I think that's something actually we should unpack. Is there a connection between the expedited process of receiving payment uh, with respect to how engaged, productive, and retained the employees are? So uh, a really nice suggestion there. Other people drop notes, you know, anything from universal healthcare. Obviously, I've talked a fair amount about healthcare, uh, but uh, uh, ultimately, one of the things that, that I liked, I thought would be mass market appeal to a lot of the people that listen to this, and, and the submission that ultimately won uh, was was based on the question of how do you interact with and maximize leveraging a recruiter, and not only how do you do it, but also what's a, what are fair expectations to have on both sides. Uh, and, and I thought that was awesome. So for anybody that's looking to maybe take a step up in their career, make a, t- a step laterally to a new uh, type of job or a new role, I thought that was an awesome, awesome question. And I've definitely received notes like that uh, in, in passing from other people. So rather than just diving in and chopping it up here for, for episode 15, which was what was previously expected, I, I made the call to take a step back. I'm going to bring on an expert, someone that has been absolutely crushing it as a recruiter, as a manager, as somebody that has been operating in that space at a high level, and, and then I can I can kind of curate a conversation for you guys and understanding how do you find the right recruiter? How do you interact with them so that they know you're serious? How do you help go coach them, so to speak, to bring you the right offers? Uh, how do you maximize the time and energy? Uh, and also just what are general expectations? It's always helpful to understand how a recruiter does their job and how they get paid and the, the incentives they have, because if you can have uh, a common goal and, and your, 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 your focus is in the right direction, uh, it can be incredibly mutually beneficial. So I'm going to be setting that up, hopefully to drop that, you know, by mid to late next week. Uh, but, but nonetheless, thank you for all the submissions and, and the engagement and the thoughts and, and, the, and, the, um, and, the, and the ideas. Certainly, certainly more to come. 
the, the last thing is, you know, I haven't even brought this up. We're, we're 15. This is going to be episode 15. And uh, we've had some cool feedback. We've had some cool ideas come from this. Anything from talking chop, from healthcare engagement, um, management strategies, um, things that I think executives are doing horribly wrong in the current state of things, how to expand your network. Um, anything and everything from how to how to how to get the new step up in your career to, to how to get more out of your people um, and I've never asked you for anything but I'm gonna ask you if you if you found anything any of this valuable or entertaining or useful any bit of anything um, leave a review um, I, I stumbled across because I didn't even think about it just because I want to put out content and continue to put out content and continue to curate conversations and bring in some interviews. I want to do this because I think it's all upside for anybody that sees these topics and these discussions of value. Um, but if you take a moment and go to iTunes uh, uh, or any other platform for that matter, look up First Floor Conversations. You'll see it um, front and center. Drop a, drop a review and an honest review. I don't, if that's a one-star review, then it helps me figure out how I can improve things. But if you can take a second, drop a review. means the world to me. Um, cool. Admin is done. Today we're talking shop about Google and, and the fact that I think they just changed the game. And I think that a lot of this is not getting a lot of press and it's kind of crazy to me. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you up to speed real quick if you have no idea what I'm talking about. Uh, because outside of a couple updates, a couple articles, I feel like this is not something that I'm, 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 I'm finding easy. Uh, opposed to all these other topics that are running around in the news. Uh, this isn't getting as much attention as I think it should. I'm going to read a couple headlines and then I'll unpack it from there. Uh, and, and you can form your opinion uh, and, and I'll form a little bit of context. Is that fair? From Forbes, Google's temporary workers will get full benefits, including healthcare and paid parental leave. CNN, Google's temporary workforce, contractors or temp hires, will get will start getting full benefits. That means 12 weeks parental leave, a minimum of 15 an hour, as well as $5,000 a year in tuition reimbursements, as well as a comprehensive healthcare offering. LinkedIn dropped in their, in their rundown. I really like LinkedIn's rundown. Easy notification every morning. Thinks it comes out at like 6 a.m. And it gives you three to five heavy hitters of things that you can keep up to date on. I'm not the smartest person in the world. I'm not the, the, the biggest reader in the world, even though I, I do because it's beneficial. Uh, but I do like things like this that are easy, consumable, digestible, excuse me, uh, and, and things that for me at least I find interesting. Uh, LinkedIn's rundown. Google is preparing... Uh, excuse me, Google is requiring companies that provide the search giant with temp workers to offer full health benefits, including healthcare, 15 an hour, yada, 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 same thing. So by uh, 2020, excuse me, 2022, by, the, by, by 2022, this will all be fully in motion. So let's, I'm going to take you through a couple angles here. We're seeing a lot of transitions in the workforce of, you know, Bank of America just released their upping minimum wage to $20 an hour. The family leave and, and paternity, maternity leave has been getting a lot of uh, uh, eyeballs and attention over the last few years in, in understanding that there are outside needs that companies need to provide uh, uh, support with, 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 you know, aging adults and, and adult children and things of that sort. So the, the a focus on, on incredible benefit offerings, on upping minimum wage, on on making work uh, a, a place that's more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's it's more 
compatible with the current state of the lifestyles of the people in our workforce, I guess is, is the better way to word it. The gig economy has been something, if, if you've heard that phrase thrown around, has been getting a lot of light. Here's why I see this as something that's significant. For a lot of workers in, in America, um, they for, for a lot of, uh, the, the fact that Google, half of their, their domestic, their United States workforce are they are tempires. They are contract workers. Um, this is a huge investment by Google, like a massive investment. Now, here's the thing: there is a distinct difference between a W-2 and a 1099, meaning like they are an employee on payroll, as like kind of owned by that that employer, versus somebody that is an independent contractor, operates under their own umbrella, so to speak, and contracts through that larger entity. When you're W-2, you share the tax liability with your employer for income, uh, uh, your income tax, and, and, and FICA, and, and a variety of other things. But brass tax is when you are contracted by a company, they cover their side, you cover all of your side. When you're a W-2, you share it. When we look at Google, and I'm still learning and unpacking, so what I'm talking about here is from what I've gathered so far, and as I continue to learn and familiarize myself with what is going on, I'll update you as well. So so if I'm, I'm, if I'm a hair off center, just leaving that out there, but, but the, what I see as alarming here is when they start offering full benefits, full parental leave, $5,000 paid reimbursement, these significant offerings to temp workers, as long as they're W-2s or they're, they're actual employees, that's one thing. But when we start, uh, when, we, when we blur the lines between a W-2'd employee, an FTE full-time employee, and a contractor or a, a contracted employee, things get very hairy because the compliance measures that go in, into effect, for example, very in the weeds example. If you're a W-2, your employer has a, the, the, the like responsibility legally, or they can get fined, to have an I-9 on file. An I-9 is an employer verification form that proves that you can work in the United States. Right, last time I checked, it's about a $100 penalty per line that's incorrect. I think that's about 11 lines on the form, $1,100 penalty. So while well, you can offer benefits to a contractor, um, it blurs the line because in, in a classification lawsuit, if somebody files unemployment but was originally a 1099 and they say, well, no, like I showed up to work the same time every day. I wore, I wore that. They gave me their materials, their items. They told me what I made. They told me what time to show up. They told they're under the guidance, responsibility and complete direction and authority of the employer. But if they're classified as a contractor, that's not how it works. When you're a contractor, it's designed differently because you are contracted out as a separate employer, a solo, you know, uh, you are your own entity, so to speak, whether it operates through your social security number or a tax ID number, you are contracted out through that larger entity. They don't tell you, they, they tell you what is expected, what they need accomplished, timeline maybe, but but ultimately you bid them, you provide the financial uh, commitment on their part, what the price, what the budget is, what the requirements are, uh, and, and opt to fulfill the contract. And then you invoice them and collect your payment and you move forward as vendors. So when we start looking at contractors and employees of that sort that are now gonna have benefits and full authority, full, uh, uh, you know, the full package, we start to blur the line between, um, 
really just pure compliance. Like, whose employees are they? Now, if Google's saying that they're going to require their staffing agencies or their 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 employment agencies of whom that are providing them these temp agents, if they're saying you company B, you bring us employees that work for six months at a time when we need them. You make sure that they have your health care. You make sure that they get paid this wage. You make sure that they get a $5,000. You make sure that they get parental leave or they're not going to get Google jobs. If that's what they're saying, which is possible because a lot of these words are not very clear and some news sites aren't even focusing on the core of this. If that's what they're saying, they just put a significant financial lien on all of the agencies that they depend on. Because they are now saying, we're not taking your talent unless you make sure that they have this, 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 and this. Increasing the $15 minimum wage, adding a tuition. Now, I think it's the opposite. I think they're saying we are promising this. But if you read, I'm reading in forums right now. Google announced on Tuesday that it will require its contract and temporary workers to receive full benefits. Okay. Now, when you go to CNN, CNN Business, it says Google said on Tuesday it will require temporary and contracted workers to receive full benefits from companies it works for in coming years. That's super ambiguous. Is that saying that it's going to work for one of the alphabet companies or receive full benefits from the staffing agencies or the, the temp agencies of which they're providing the talent for? I don't know. The benefit will include comprehensive health care, 12 months. Yep, we heard that. In order to continue, so here's where it gets gray. In order to continue doing business with Google, companies will have until January 2020 to meet the minimum wage requirements and until 2022 to wage, roll out comprehensive health care. So what this is saying, and, and, and based on that that verbiage and that, that, that narrative, so to speak, if they want to provide talent to Google, Google is putting their foot down and saying, you better offer these incredible benefits because while they're on contract with us, but they're on your books, they better be taken care of. So we're not, we don't look terrible bringing on your staff. What isn't clear in these articles in the release, and if, and if you are certain and have any feedback, drop a comment, send me a message, however you want to get in touch with me, LinkedIn, it, it doesn't matter. would love feedback because I'm finding this very gray. But ultimately, I see two sides of this coin that lean up against the same point of vulnerability. There are not enough qualified people in the America, in the American workforce for these types of jobs. So what they're looking to do is increase the quality of the offering to increase the value as an employer to make them more competitive so that they can bid for those talented employees, those qualified employees, and get them either to leave their existing jobs or lean into the gig economy where they work a temp job, a contracted job for several months, quarters on end, and then they go operate in their own accord. But what I'm not fully understanding is, is the the liability. Who owns the who owns this responsibility? Is Google saying we're offering this? Are they putting it on the on the temp agencies? Regardless of what it is, when it comes down to understanding the ownership of the employee relationship, who is responsible for I9s? Who is responsible for healthcare? Who is responsible for ACA? Who is responsible for tax filing? Who is responsible if they're a contractor, if they're 1099, if they are an independent subcontractor? But they take the benefits from another company. They operate on the projects of the other company. They are receiving a paid minimum 
minimum wage based compensation based defined compensation from that company they receive the two they're receiving all of these benefits from the company they show up to that work they only draw income from one place they are not a contractor they are directly employed by that co company part of being a contractor an effective 1099 is the ability to draw income from multiple streams operating as your own business if you are only drawing income from google for example you take their parental leave you take their pay uh, institution whatever they decide you are being paid if they issue you tuition reimbursement or whatever and then you go say but no no, no I'm a, but then they classify you as a 1099 where is the line where is the line? Because it's starting to get very blurry. It's starting to get very unclear. And as we start to battle for talent, look for these things. Companies that execute two things, growing, scaling the actual workforce engagement through modern comprehensive strategies to drive multi-generational productivity, retention, and develop their people. Those that can do that while growing with as few of blind spots as possible, mitigating risk, offloading employer risk, re reducing their liability, stabilizing labor costs, stabilizing any potential uh, uh, volatility. Companies that can do that are gonna execute. And these, these releases, whether Forbes, CNN, whatever, LinkedIn, if Google is now saying that they're taking on this liability, it's incredible. Good for them. It's only going to raise the bar for what's expected. If they're putting it on the agency's books, I think that's challenging because they're saying, we want you to continue to bring us the best of the best, but you better show them some love on your checkbook or we're not going to take them. I'm not sure how that conversation is going to go down. On the flip side, when and if the dust settles with all of this, right? quote unquote from CNN business. The move comes after months of protests from Google's quote unquote shadow workforce, end quote, of temporary workers, vendors, and contractors who say they are treated unfairly. These workers have challenged their working conditions in Google's ethics. Preach. Like, I like it that people are speaking out. I like that companies are responding. What I'm not understanding is if these contractors are 1099 contractors, that Google doesn't owe them anything because they operate on their own accord under their own filing okay at the end of the day what i see here that's impactful is this another large company stepping up and saying that we're going to raise the bar for what's provided not only for your wallet but for your family and their in their in their uh, what was it the uh excuse me the paid parental leave okay they're not only saying that we're going to take care of your health care we're going to take care of your the time you need with family because that is not the same as six time it's not the same as vacation time sometimes you need to take time to be a parent a father a mother that's important they're going to raise the bar on the on the pay and then they're going to give you five thousand dollars reimbursement in their tuition that's and that's i mean that is that is fortune 500 at its best my question is where are we going to draw a clean line between employee versus contractor owned by the employee's liability on their books versus independently operating on your own accord as a 1099 independent sub? And who's next to update these things? Because I think we can all agree that this is only a domino effect. Company after company after company are start, starting to look and recognize that the day that we published the internet, 
and we activated uh, systems like Twitter and social media platforms that followed suit, blogs, forums, Reddit, right, LinkedIn, whatever. The second we created the means for every human being in this country with an access to internet to be a publisher means that these executives have no choice but to see, hear, and feel the impact of their ineffective decision-making as it pertains to the employee process, the employee care, and the ultimate love of how you make them feel. Because it's loud, clear, and it is in their ear. So let's wrap this up. Let's bring it home. So, so here's what it comes down to. Google's stepping it up. Where they're putting the risk, I'm not really sure. I think it's going to be interesting, and I need some more. Uh, I need some, 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 some uh, news to get published that I can, I, I can continue to drill down into and read more and, and research more, and I can bring that back to you guys. Um, but I think it's interesting. They're raising the bar. They're raising the, the minimum wage. They're raising the offering. They're validating that they care about healthcare. But if you've listened to any of the podcasts I've put out, you've been a part of any of these conversations. There are certain things that are non-negotiables. If 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 if, if these companies are playing a big old game of poker, it's not that sexy anymore to offer nice healthcare. If you operate in a big metropolitan city or a major market and you are bragging about how good your healthcare is, you're missing the boat because it's it should be at this point the that's the small blind. Like it's game on and you got to ante up. Good healthcare is is the bare minimum you need to play in this game. Now that being said, the parental leave is impactful. Upping the minimum wage is impactful. The tuition reimbursement's a step up. But what it comes down to is we're starting to further the discussion of what is required to compete, what is required to satisfy, what is required to retain, and what is required to convert your employees from your workers to your advocates to being your most passionate recruiters because they love what they do, they feel empowered with what they do, developed in what they do, compensated appropriately, valued accordingly, and ultimately, they are the ones that love where they want to go work. And those will be the people that can help fulfill the job wrecks you have to fill, the growth you need to find, and the future you want to build your company into. And that could be from an entrepreneurial level, an executive level, or if you're a manager and you're just trying to build a kick-ass team of five, there are a variety of ways to do that. The uh, episode 12, I believe it was, I talked about how the growth you're looking for is in the voice of your employees. This came from feedback from the workers they made a decision they brought it to life there's more to come there's more uh, to find with the dust settles but to, to round this out thank you for the feedback on the ig post and the suggestions there it's it's always helpful when i can have a perspective because i i work in my industry i do what i do but um being an employee and, and, and operating in any variety of companies from blue collar gray collar white collar government public private we all have different experiences from a management perspective, from a pay compensation, our benefits, how to get that promotion, how to work with recruiters, how to understand healthcare, how to get their boss to understand, how to give feedback. There's so many different levers to pull to make a more satisfied, fulfilling, and, and, and productive experience at work. Um, and I appreciate the feedback. If you have found value in this, drop a review. However honest it, lie, it, it, it ends up being, however honest it ends up being, five, three, two, one stars, just put something out there. 
because I'm not as concerned with with being a number one podcast. I just want some feedback um, because after seeing several hundred plays and different feedback from the, the people that I'm closest with, I'm starting to get curious on what the people that I don't know are thinking. What are the what are the new ears thinking? What are the strangers thinking? Um, and what we can do better? What I can do better as I, I queue up some interviews, as I start to curate different conversations, and we start to take this to a new level. So um, again, thank you. My name is Jeremy Franchese. This is First Floor Conversations, one guiding principle, the core. It is in the DNA of every single thing that we're going to put out on this program. The view at the top is only as good as the foundation which preserves it. Stay tuned for more. Thank you so much for joining.